Yeah, go on, yeah. Okay. Then you got to remember then to close it as well then, okay? Raman Wolf. Okay. Oh, oh I, I can just stop streaming, right? You stop streaming, but then you have to stop the live stream as well. From the no, YouTube I don't. Page. No, I don't. <laughs> That's good luck to you, mate. That's what you have to do, yeah, otherwise the video is never staying. Anyway, it's, 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 it's live now. Okay. Okay, Lala. Oh, your, your audio's on. I can hear, can hear, everyone can hear what we're saying. Well right? done, well done. You're famous. That's your fault because you've got the audio. Shut up. Me. Couldn't care less. That's your Alright folks, Wagwan there. I hope that you guys heard Shazad Salim Yani just chatting rubbish as usual. I hope that you guys picked it up. Please give me some good news and say yeah we heard it. Cheer me up man. Adil Qureshi Oh my goodness, long time no hear or see. How are you doing? Amal, blast from the past. How are you doing? Qamar, good to hear you. See you. Alaikum salam. Danish, my boy. Bro, honestly, you have no idea. But alhamdulillah, we're back in the correct Ijaz. We're playing home and away at the moment's home. We're at home, alhamdulillah. Khalida Baji, did we hear Shazad? Okay, good. Khalas, good. That's the only thing I care about. Shazad was so stressed out and everything. Where have you been, Adil, man? Honestly, all this time I haven't seen you for so many years. Or maybe just two hours. <laughs> two hours. Oh my god. Right, folks, hope you're doing well. We are all miss Shazad. That was, by the way, me arguing Shazad there is my only dose of Shazad the whole week. Well, actually, it's my second dose. When I'm sad and depressed and tired going home, I just get Shazad on the phone. And then we get, yeah, any happy. Wa alaikum salam. Baji Suraya. Wa alaikum salam. Russian Jess. Hope you guys are doing good. All right, folks, let's jump in, in it, in it. Let's jump in, in it. Where are we now? My days. I need to put this phone on silent. Get my head back in the game. All right. I like to be honest. I missed. Aunt Shakila. I hope it was okay listening to Shazad Salim. You don't get upset by hearing it. Flickering on the thobe. I was going to say, by the way, if you get the thobe, is there a flicker on the screen? Can you see like a big line going across the screen? Or is that just me? I need to know that because on my screen, the whole thing is flickering. Fatima, give us some good news, man. Fatima, give us some good news. Are we test free? Are we not test free? Or what's the score? All right. Turn the monitor off. Turn what monitor off? What do you mean turn the monitor off? Okay, there's a flicker. 
I'm looking at the YouTube one and it's all right. I'm not gonna lie. When I look at the YouTube one, it's not too bad. Bottom half because of that monitor. What monitor? Like my slam rivers, what's happening? Just on the shirt, not the screen, no lines, some mild flickering, no flicker. Mesa, why you have to go there for? Mesa, just because you're a professional photographer, don't get start getting carried away now, girl. Do you understand? Yeah? Don't make us come down and give you some beats. Missy any photographer. Yeah, any low level quality. What the fish? Cheeky little pack. Just because you've had a booster and now you're getting all you know what I mean, ahead of yourself. You wanna slow down, honey, I'll tell you straight. Right, Ojo Dadi. Well, it's good to be at home, man. Don't worry about the thob. Thob's mint, man. Look at that. Come on. Come on. Blue back. You know, I haven't worn this baby in a long time. Jodri, leave us alone, man. Jodri, come on, man. I mean, did you change my thob? Thob is crisp, man. Don't, don't be hanging on the thob. By the way, there's no more thobs left in my house. They're all in the car. It's like I've got 15 thobs in the car because I have to keep changing it every five seconds. Jodri, you're only coming hating on my thob. Gasme. Come on now, Mesra, stop be hating. You're my, I'm hating on you, you're hating on me, man. I'm back home in Manchester. You should be sending me some cakes and chocolates. You should be coming here looking yeah, looking after me or whatever. What, what, what do I get? Come home, come home to a freezing cold house. We've got to put the heating on there six hours before. Okay? Do you know what I mean? Danish, you can stay, bro. You can stay. Looks baggy. To be honest, Danish, I put on some chopper kilos in Pakistan, bro. I lost the weight in Egypt, didn't it? Flipping to get treated like a tramp over there. Went Pakistan, took things into my own hands. Oh yes, bro, we looked after ourselves. <laughs> it's so good to be back home, man. I put the heating on. I'm warm. I've got my own lights. I've got a, th a thobe flickering, yani, and people moaning and whatever. Only Adil understands my pain. People attacking my thobe. <laughs> she says, I swear to you, you are the queen hater. You are a queen hater. What a hater, man. All right. Anyway, I just want to say that it is a pleasure to be back with you all. And to be relaxed, knowing that I'm amongst friends, that the internet's good, that straight after this I'm going to eat and drink like you ain't seen anything at all. Bit of a HD picture, bit of purple. No, I'm not going to lie. I feel all right. Okay. <laughs> exactly, Dina. I watch those videos for that same reason. Also, the old knee up. That's another yani, sign that times are good when the knee goes up. Allahu Akbar. Anyway, I just really honestly say that you guys have cheered me up. It's nice to be amongst people. I've had a tough week so far. It's been quite stressful. Lots of recording and teaching and this and that, whatever. No, I can't have the Diet Coke now. Diet Coke afterwards, though. And by the way, I can't even have Diet Coke during the daytime. It's been like ages. May Allah bless you. It's my best time of the week right now. Normally it ain't. It's quite stressful when I'm abroad. Okay? Where is Mesa? That, oh, okay, okay. Shall I shut up, Shaz? That's the thing, you see? That's the thing. Hasia, you want to slow down. Yes, I know Mesa and Marina, if they're here, they're saying, shut up, can you teach the class? Well, guess what? Guess what? There's only one man standing, okay? The Gyaldem have been, have been dropped, okay? There's only one man standing and he does what he wants. He does what he wants. His name is A.E. And he does what he wants. Alright? 
We want to chat and chill with the boys and the girls. Then that's what we will do. Then when we start opening up, what food have we got? Have we got any good food here or what? You know I haven't even opened this drawer up for ages. Oof. 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 Come on, Mesa, have some of that. Come on, Mesa. Come at me. Cadbury's brunch, that's not exactly the most appetizing. But this is actually quite nice. That's right. Rivers, you look after my girl, I'm telling you, man. Allahu Akbar. Because my girl, you know, I tell you, Adil, I tell you how I have this energy when I'm with my people. When I'm with my... Don't let me open it and show you how it's done. This part is open. Dab, 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 dab. Adil, I tell you what gives me energy. People give me energy. You lot all sitting there, Yanni, all silent as an audience. When I come here with these people, all energy, action, egging me on. Eat, 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 drink, 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 drink. Yeah. Oh, 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 it's the good times now, man. Oh, I'm so glad to be back with you guys. Well, like, stress all starts next week. Arif, what are you hating for? Come on, Arif, you should be happy, man. Stress starts next week, man. We're, we're all going to go on times and crazy and, you know, times or anything. Arif, you missed everything. Everything, you know. Just seen the bin. You love this. All right. <laughs> 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 Danish goes. Your thobe is looking busy. Your your thobe is looking baggy. <laughs> you must have lost weight. Oh man. All right, listen. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. It's not all roses and whatever. Okay? This is what I have to eat, okay? Have a look. This is my life, okay? Don't believe the hype. This is my life. I didn't pull that. that was literally just there on my desk. This is what I have to eat. To maintain this body beautiful, yeah, this is the bakwas I have to go through, okay? All right? Remember that. Sacrifices, guys. Okay? Sacrifices. All right. Alhamdulillah. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are on page 99 of the Sharh. Why do people moan so much? Why do people, yeah, why do people, I don't know, why do people moan so much? All right. Okay then. So we're, we're carrying on with Sajda at Tilawa. Okay. The Sajda of Tilawa. He was going to put up some text for me. Nobody. So that's okay. The text that we're going to be reading today, ladies and gentlemen, 
is وَيُكَبِّرُ إِذَا سَجَدْ وَإِذَا رَفَعْ وَيَجْلِسُ وَيُسَلِّمُ وَلَا يَتَشَهَّدُ وَيُكْرَهُ لِلْإِمَامِ قِرَاءَةُ سَجْدَةٍ فِي صَلَاةِ سِرٍ وَسُجُودُهُ فِيهَا وَيَلْزَمُ الْمَأْمُومَةِ مُتَابَعَتُهُ فِي غَيْرِهَا وَيُسْتَحَبُّ السُّجُودُ الشُّكْرِ عِنْدَ تَجَدُّدِ النِّعْمِ وَانْدِفَاعِ النِّقَمِ I don't think we'll get that far, but you know, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Translation of said piece is One makes the takbir as they fall down for sujood or enter into the sujood and when they get back up and you will sit down for it afterwards and you will give salam but you will not do the tashahud. It is disliked for the imam to recite an ayah of sajda in the silent prayers and then to do a prostration therein. It is an absolute must for the follower or the ma'moom to follow the imam in other than that, meaning in other than the silent prayers. It is recommended to do the prostration of thanks or gratitude every time there is a renewal in a blessing or there's a new blessing or whatever I translate it as or when a harm or catastrophe is averted when that's my on the spot translation because all of you lazy packs are not posting the text neither Arabic or English because you guys are not interested in making things easy for me and you want me to be miserable but I will not be beaten I maintain my happiness regardless of your lack of interest and I will remain seven hours too late Seven hours, too late. Adil, eight hours, too late. Not interested. Thankfulness. Did I say thankful? thankfulness? When a new blessing presents itself or harm is averted. You see, when I've got time, I, my translations are much better. Those praying behind the imam must follow him in all other prayers. Yeah, that's good. It is disliked for the imam to recite a verse of prostration in the silent prayer and to prostrate, there, prostrate therein. Okay. Yeah. One makes the takbir one prostrating and rising back up, then sits and offers the taslim but doesn't do the tashahud. Yeah, that's pretty much what I said, isn't it? Come on now. Come on now. That's pretty much what I said. Alright, so we're going to read now from page 99 in the commentary. Sheikh Uthameen says that the author, the author, says um, that the way that you do the sujood tilawa is that you, uh, when you prostrate, you say the takbir, Allahu Akbar. Why? Because this is a prayer, he says. And the prayer must have a tahrima. It must have a tahrima. Now, what, what does he mean? He means that if you are sitting down at your desk, reading Quran, you come across the eye of sajda, you need to stand up and say Allahu Akbar like it's a prayer. Right? Like entering into a prayer with the takbir al-tahrima, with the takbir al-ihram, with the tahrima. As if you are about to do a prayer. And the justification is because it is a prayer. That's a humbly justification, of course. A prayer has got to have an opening takbir. Sheikh uh, Uthameen says, For us, for those people who say that the sajda of tilawa is not a prayer, 
like us, then there is no takbir. Because it's just a sajda. And we agree with the Sheikh. Then Sheikh Uthameen says, Lakin. However, it has been narrated from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he used to make a takbir when he used to go down for the sajda. So we're not talking about standing there saying Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. No. We said first of all it's not a prayer so there's no Allahu Akbar. So let's put that there. Okay? None of those. Now though we're saying that the hadith does actually say that when the Prophet ﷺ went for the sajda, he would make takbir. Now, went for the sajda means that if you're standing, you just say Allah Akbar as you go straight down. If you're sitting, you just say Allah Akbar as you go straight down. That's the point. That's what we mean by this hadith. The hadith said that he would make takbir when he would go to sajda. Now, Sheikh Uthameen says, for in Sahih hadith, he goes, if this hadith is authentic and he has some yani, doubt about it, but it's not too bad. Okay, I'm okay with it personally. Then we act by it. Okay, regardless of whether we consider this to be a prayer or not, regardless of whether we classify the sajda of tilawah to be a prayer or not, we will act by it. We will go down for sajda. We will make takbir as we go down. Okay, however, as Sheikh Uthameen correctly says, this hadith, as we use it, let it be known that it has nothing that indicates that you must stand up. Like a prayer, enter into it like a prayer, fall down it like as if it's a prayer. No, all the hadith says is that when the Prophet would go down to the sajda, he would say Allahu Akbar. Is that clear? Nothing to do with rafa, no raising of the hands, no raising of the hands, just Allahu Akbar. Okay, therefore, Sheikh says, person will make sajda from whatever the position that he is, if he's standing. Then from standing. If you're sitting, then from sitting. Makes a nice point. He goes, if you're sitting, you must not stand up because standing is an act of worship. And an act of worship requires an evidence. And there is no evidence that you have to stand up. So you will do it from where you are. Those who don't believe it is a salah, is wudu still mandatory? No, it's not. Salma. فَالتَّكْبِيرِ فِي سُجُودِ التِّلَاوَةِ إِذَا كَانَ خَارِجِ الصَّلَاةِ فِيهِ ثَلَاثَةِ أَقْوَالِ Sheikh Uthameen says, therefore, when we are talking about a sajda of tilawa, which is recited outside of the prayer, meaning when you're reciting Quran by yourself, on your phone, at your desk, on the mushaf, in the mushaf, wherever it is, not praying, you read the ayah of sajda. Then the sajda for that recitation takes three possible positions. The first, wherever you are, you stop, meaning finish the ayah. Sitting, you're sitting, you're reading and you're sitting. You just go, Allahu Akbar, and you go into sajda. You read what you're meant to read, we'll come to that in a second. Then you say, Allahu Akbar, as you come back up. That's the first position. Takbir on the way down and on the way back up. Position one. Al-Qawl al-Thani, the second statement in the issue. Yukabbiru idha sajda faqat. You just say sajda when you go down into the... You just say Allahu Akbar when you go into the sajda and that's it. You make sajda when you go down, that's it. Then you stand back up or you sit back up without any sajda. Without any without any takbir. So the first position, 
Takbir on the way down, takbir on the way back up. The second position, takbir on the way down, nothing on the way back up. Third position, no takbir on the way down, no takbir on the way back up. Just go straight down, bam, do the sajda, sit back up again. All of these three positions have some evidence or interpretation, I mean. They also have some, some, uh, how can I say, some backing from the companions as well in Athar. So none of them are to be rejected. All are three authentic positions. We'll come to the most correct one in a minute. Dina asked the killer question. If I'm on the bed and I'm reciting, do I have to hit the floor? Or can I make sajda where I am? Good question. Allahu ta'ala a'lam. I would go down to the floor myself. That's all I'll say. But I don't know. Allah knows best. Good question. Sheikh Uthameen says, then our author says that after that, he will sit. He will then give salam. He will not do the, the tashahud. Sheikh Uthameen says, our author is obligating upon a person that as soon as he sits back up from the sajda, he will sit there obligatorily. Not saying anything. No dhikr, no recitation, nothing. All he will say is Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah to his right hand side once. So, according to the Hanabila, what does the sujood al shukr look like or sajdat al shukr look like? Allahu Akbar as you go down. This is if you're just reciting Quran, sitting there on the floor, reciting Quran, come across the ayah, finish the ayah, you go. Allahu Akbar, go into sajda. Say what you meant to say, which I'll come to. Allahu Akbar. Just once. Okay? You will then sit like you're sitting in tashahud without saying that tashahud. And then you'll say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And that's it. That is according to the Hanabila. Alright? Sheikh Uthameen says the Sunnah, however, indicates that this is not the case. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah, Misa. How are you doing? So happy to have you. Right. He says the Sunnah does not indicate this at all. There's no Hanabi, no, 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 uh, there's no SOS, Mesa. Just sit right down, stand by stand down. Zara. The Hanabila don't start from standing. They say that if you're standing, then you stand. And if you're sitting, then you sit as well. They actually say that. Yeah. We'll come to that in a second, Rush. All right. And Jess. So, Sheikh Uthameen says the Sunnah does not prove or establish that there is a takbir as you get back up. We've already said there's a hadith which says that there's takbir as you go down for sajda, but not a takbir when you come back up. Neither does the Sunnah indicate a tashahud, neither does it indicate any sitting, neither does it indicate any salams. Okay? Um, فَإِنَّهُ يَجِبَ يُكَبِّرْ إِذَا سَجَدْ وَيُكَبِّرْ إِذَا رَفَعْ Okay? Sheikh says the only thing that uh, is different is because they're saying it's a prayer, right, Sumera? That's the reason. They're making this kind of like analogy with the prayer and it clearly is a deficient one because if it's a prayer, then why are you not doing the tashahud? Why are you not doing X? Why are you not doing Y? They're saying, well, no, 
It's like a prayer. We didn't say it's a prayer, but it's like a prayer. That's the reason that they want the taslim. We're saying, listen, if it's outside the prayer, we're not saying, we're not standing up. We're not doing an opening takbir. All we're doing is doing a takbir as we go down, as the hadith indicates. We are not doing a takbir when you come back up because the sunnah doesn't indicate that. We're not sitting there for some moment in time because that sunnah doesn't indicate that. We're not giving salam because the sunnah doesn't indicate that either. That's outside the prayer. As for inside the prayer, if the imam recites an ayah of sajda, then we will make takbir on the way down and make takbir on the way up. And that's the position of the majority of scholars. Even that is differed over. We'll come to that in a second. But Sheikh Uthameen is of that opinion, that takbir on the way down, takbir on the way up, and I think that's the safest position. And that's because of the hadith of the Prophet wasallam. Abu Huraira said, and a number of companions said, that the Prophet wasallam said that for every rafa and khafad, yani every time you go down and every time you come back up, there is a takbir. Okay? For, for every every rafa, every Every going down, every going up, meaning every time you go for ruku, every time you go for sajda, every time you come back up, every time you go for sajda, every time you go back, every time you sit down, every time you sit back, stand back up. All the time you go up and down, there is a takbir, 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 takbir. This is called takbir al-intiqal, every time you move positions. Because of this general hadith, scholars said that this applies to everything in the prayer. If the sajda tilawa is in the prayer, it will also come under the rule of having a takbir on the way down, takbir on the way up. But when the sajda is outside the prayer, when you're sitting and reading, then no. Then it doesn't come under the rule of the prayer. It needs independent evidences. Is there an evidence to make takbir on the way down? Yes, there is. Hadith we mentioned previously. Did I give you the reference for that? I don't think I did. Page 89. We covered it last week, didn't we? Yeah, hadith number, hadith uh, uh, narrated by Abu Dawood in a chapter, in the book of the prayer chapter, the what a man does when he hears the sajda and, and he is writing. This hadith is number 1413. Imam al we said that this hadith has a weak chain. I told you that some people were not happy with the chain. So that's why some of the scholars don't even make a sajda on the way down. We'll come to that in a second. Anyway, so if you're outside the prayer, then it is... Go down, Allahu Akbar. But when you sit back up, then no takbir required. Now, a number of the Sahaba, as I said before, maybe a couple of years back, were of the position, and not just Sahaba, but a number of the Muhaqqiqin, quite a few of Ahlul Hadith as well. Yeah, they're of the position that there is no sajda on the way down, no sajda on the way back up. They're assuming quite a few things there. They're saying that there's no evidence to make the sajda, on the, there's no evidence to make takbir on the way down. And to be honest, there isn't direct evidences for that. The ahadith of this, okay, is, is for the first one is general, it's referring to the prayer, the general, you know, in and out prayer, okay, of up, down, I mean, which, which you could argue there's, there's an exception to because this is not part of the prayer, but then, well, it is in the prayer. So that, that's back and forth. The hadith which specifically says that the Prophet ﷺ would, would make uh, a takbir as he goes for sajda. A number of scholars criticize the chain. I personally think that the hadith isn't too bad. All right. However, weak rather than authentic is a strong argument. So we could argue that the evidence is for hadith, for 
Takbir on the way down? Uh, not so much. As for sitting back up, as for sitting back up, standing back up, wherever your default position is, making takbir then, there's hardly any evidence to support that. Authentic anyway. Alright? And therefore, you did have some companions who said no. That they, uh, or, or, or uh, certain members of the Salaf that said there's no takbir on the way down, no takbir on the way, on the way back up. Now, Sheikh Uthameen is very much against that. Very much against that. He doesn't like that. Right? And I'm going to read to you what he says. But I just want to say that it's not as rejected an opinion as you may imagine. Especially on the way back up. I've said to you before that even if you don't know what's going on, even if you're confused and you're a basic guy and you know, you're not, you, you need the takbir on the way down because you're so confused. I get that. But why do you need to take me on the way back up for? If you're following an imam and he goes down and goes Allah Akbar, goes into sajda, everyone's going to work out this is sajda of tilawah, obviously. Then when he starts reciting again, you've always realized that he stood back up again, hasn't he? Right? So even aql, yani, it doesn't, it's not the most important takbir to say on the way back up. However, however, yani, it's not such a bad idea to be honest in the prayer. And outside the prayer, there's absolutely no basis for it. Outside the prayer, there is no a basis for it. No qamar, the shoes are not affected by this. People can keep it on, keep it off, that's fine. Ma'iza says that in the class position is if it's in the prayer, takbir on the way down and up. If not in the prayer, takbir only on the way down. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. That's that class position. Well done, Ma'iza. Good summary. Right, let's move on then. Um... What are we now doing now? Sheikh says that therefore, according to the Sunnah, the only time you make takbir is when you go down, but not when you stand up or sit back up, and there's no salam, there's no salam either. Unless you're in the prayer. If you're in the prayer, then you must say takbir as you go down. And you must say takbir on the way back up because you are in the prayer. You are in the prayer. Okay? And if you're in the prayer, then you've got to come under the rulings of the prayer. Even those people who said that the... Uh, 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 so anyway, Sheikh Uthameen says, We know Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. He has, he has uh, indicated that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam did the uh, 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 sajda and prostrated when he recited which has of course an, a sajda at the end of it and that was in Salatul Isha which is a loud prayer and that goes to show that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam does practice it in the prayer and when it's practiced in the prayer it has a different reality takbir on the way down takbir on the way up according to to the majority and it is authentically established as we as i said before that the prophet وسلم, used to always make takbir every time that he would get up and when he would go down whether it's ruku or sajda we're not talking about sajda tilawah here we're just talking about the general actions of the prayer and so therefore sheikh says that sajuda tilawah enters into this in general as well sheikh uthameen also then says and here's his little attack on those people okay he goes, as for what some of the scholars do, what the, some of the Imams do, in that they go for sajda, right? In the prayer, they read the sajda of tilawah, 
and they go down to the sajda and they say Allahu Akbar as they're going down. But when they come back up, they don't make they don't make takbir. He goes, as for this action, then this is based upon a misunderstanding. This is based upon a misunderstanding. He goes that just because some of the scholars chose the idea that when you do the sujood the tilawa, that you make the takbir on the way down, but not on the way back up, they thought this is to be applied in a prayer as well. Sheikh Uthameen says, no, that's not the case. If you are praying a prayer by yourself or with somebody else, and it and a sujood the tilawa comes, and you decide to go down for it, because it's not obligatory to do it, but if you decide to go down for it, Allah Akbar on the way down, Allah Akbar on the way back up, because of the general hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, always making sajda, always making takbir on the way down and on the way up in any action of the prayer. Alright folks? Good. Sheikh says, Hey, the author hasn't told us what we should be saying whilst we are in the sajda. Do we say anything different? Sheikh Uthameen, he says, this is what you say, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Alright? This is because the Prophet wasallam, when Sabbihisma Rabbika Al-A'la was revealed to him, he said, Ij'aluha fi sujoodikum. Make that into your sujood. Use it in your sujood. So therefore you make tasbih. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Okay? And you also using this hadith, mean, it means you also say, Subhanakallahumma Rabbana bihamdik, Allahumma ghafirli. That's another thing that you say. So you say Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la a number of times. You also say Subhanakallahumma Rabbana bihamdik, Allahumma ghafirli. The first reason for that is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Sajda, إِنَّمَا يُؤْمِنُ بِآيَاتِنَا الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهَا خَرُّوا سُجَّدًا وَسَبَّحُوا بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ Alright? So in this ayah of the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that only those who believe in our verses are those that when they are reminded of these verses fall into prostration and they extol the praises of their Lord. How do you do that? Subhanakallahumma rabbana wa bihamdik. That by definition. Glory be to you, O my Lord. Allahumma, O Allah, my Lord, our Lord. And your praises. Allahumma ghafirli. O Allah, forgive me. That's actually the exact response to wasabbahu bihamdi rabbihim. They are combining between saying subhanallah and combining between saying alhamdulillah. Which is Subhanakallahumma Rabbana wa bihamdik Allahumma ghafirli. That's the first evidence. The second evidence that you should say these things in sajda and then by extension you should say these things in the sajda of tilawa because there's no difference. Is a hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha which is narrated which is narrated I can't remember where but is authentic I can tell you that much. To find it, yeah. Referencing team are going to be looking for that for ages. Lala, where's the thingy gone? There we are. Second, Lala, one second. What did it say? Three, one, two, five. No, that's not it. There it is. 
الله اكبر ذا حديث ليدز اند جنتلمان ذا حديث ليديز اند جنتلمان Narrated by Imam Bukhari. I knew it was authentic. You sick guy. Right. 817 in Sahih al-Bukhari. Okay. 817 Sahih al-Bukhari. Alright. So. Where are we? وَوَرْضَ إِذَا حَدِيثٌ أَخْرَجَهُ بَعْضَ أَهْلِ السُّنَنْ يَقُولُ اللَّهُمَ لَكَ سَجَدٌ Okay. So this is another thing which is important. Many of you might have picked up from um, maybe like a, a Hisn Muslim or some kind of other dua source that there is a specific dua to be said for the sajda of Ashuk, for sajda to tilawa. And there are a few different versions of this. The most popular of them is Allahumma laka sajad wa bika amant wa alayka tawakkalt. Sajda wajhiya lillahi alladhi khalaqahu wa sawwarahu wa shakka sam'ah. وَبَصَرَهُ بِحَوْلِهِ وَقُوَّتِهِ فَتَبَارَكَ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنُ الْخَالِقِينَ This particular dua is sold as the dua to be said in the sajda of a tilawa. There's also a few others. From the most authentic of them, اللَّهُمَّ اكْتُبْ لِي بِهَا أَجْرًا وَضَعَنِّ بِهَا وِزْرًا وَجَعَلْهَا لِي عِنْدَكَ ذُخْرًا وَتَقَبَّلْهَا Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, وَتَقَبَّلْهَا مِنِّي Right? So, the first one, Allahumma laka sajad, is narrated by Imam Ahmed, by narrated by Imam Al-Tirmidhi. In Al-Tirmidhi, in the Jami'ah of Imam Al-Tirmidhi, the hadith is uh, number 580. Hadith is not too bad in authenticity. Okay? And then the hadith of Allahumma aktub li, Allahumma aktub li biha ajra. This hadith is narrated by Imam Al-Tirmidhi as well. Hadith number 579. Also, not too bad in authenticity or in authenticity as well. I want to say that Sheikh Uthameen, he's quite comfortable. He said that, you know, if a person says this, then that's okay. And if he increases, then that's all right as well. I'm happy with what Sheikh Uthameen says. Alayhi rahmatullah. But what I will say is that to specify these du'as for the sajda of a tilawa is incorrect. Actually, the only thing that should be specified or made as a bare minimum or made as like an obligation bare minimum should be Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. That's the only thing that should maintain its continuity. All right. If a person adds this to it, that's okay. But I don't want people to be putting this and saying this in the Sajda of Tilawa in deference or in place of Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. No. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la is the Asl. Always. Then if you're going to put a second priority, then it's Subhanak Allahumma Bihamdik. Subhanak Allahumma, Subhanak Allahumma Rabbana Bihamdik. Astaghfiruk or Allahumma Ghafirli. Variations of this dua. Then after that, as a kind of sense of priority, you can start adding the others. Like Allahumma Laka Sajad, Wa Bika Amant, Wa Alayka Tawakkalt, and so on and so forth. The different variations. But you can add it. It's good. Right? And you can make extra dua in the tilawah as well. I want to say that... You know what I want to say? 
uh, uh, true proper moments to make dua in the daytime are not many. Nighttime, yeah, anytime you go make sajda at nighttime, you feel it, you buzz off it, you connect. In the daytime, you're not praying so much, so you don't get so much opportunity, and daytime is busy and all the rest of it. Okay? Um, so I want to say, you know I'm all about studying the culture of Muslims, right? Observing Muslims and how they do what they do. So you see that a lot of packs they like to make sajda after the prayer is finished. You know, have you seen that? You know, the finish, the prayer is finished, and then they go into sajda to make like a dua or say a few things here and there. You see, packs do it quite a bit. The truth is, is that there's nothing like making dua in sajda. It's a so powerful thing, but because it's so miskin and their scholars have messed them up so bad that they don't even feel. They're not even told or advised or encouraged to make dua in their sajda, in the salah. So they don't. It's just Just you know, They don't make sajda dua. And they miss out on something so amazing. And so they do this kind of, you know, they compensate for it with this kind of, you know, bid'ah really. Okay? They just go into sajda after the prayer. And it's done man it's not even just the elders a lot of people do it actually what i want to say i'm not gonna lie yeah you know i laugh because zakaria we all know in the masjid everybody knows zakaria my youngest boy well he's youngest he's 18 now 17 something but like the last few years especially still i mean he's a big thing yeah but he still does it like a five-year-old yeah what he does is that uh, after the salah finishes because of tiredness and boredom more than anything else he goes into sajda but sajda meaning he holds his arms like this and he goes into sajda and you know he always gets cussed for it because you know people saying he's going to sleep and all the rest of it and I laughed because I've done that as well you know when you are when you are doing it uh, out of tiredness and you put your, your head down in a sajda position but not like hands proper it's such a nice place to be, man. It's such a nice place to be. In the daytime, I just what I want to say is that in the daytime, you just don't get much opportunity. The reason what I'm trying to get to is that you know the sajda of tilawa, especially if you're reciting Quran yourself and you go down, oh, it's a wonderful moment for dua. I'm not going to lie, man. I really will take advantage of that. Okay? And, um, you know, you're resting a little bit as well. You're taking it a bit easy during the day. But you are making dua, and I like that. I really, really do. Now, Maryam, that's the reason why I brought this point up. Nurul Hassan is saying the same. Because these books which are translated into English, as opposed to like a commentary upon the hadith themselves, indicate to a person that this is actually what you say. Okay? Right? And so, people do think that that's what you say. No. We say the asal is subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are additional. These are additional. Now, having said that, I think everybody, has, as you can see, people are relating to how much it is nice to do. Salma is asking that killer question, can we make dua in our own language in sajda, in fard salah? All the scholars don't allow that. The classical scholars, I mean. Um, because it's the obligatory prayer and it has the most amount of controls and restrictions. And I respect that. I like it. I personally also don't like English in the obligatory prayer. I prefer that to be done in the Sunnah prayer. 
But as our Sheikh said, Kehlan, Hafidahullah, he said, who prays yani, Sunnah prayers these days anyway? Nobody does. Because if we stop them making this dua in English in the in the obligatory sajdas, then what's going to be left? And he's got a point, man. But you know, me, I'm old school, right? Sheikh's much more, got more, far more guts than I have. He's like, man, let them make dua in, in the Fatah prayer, no problem. So I don't think there's a major issue. However, I ain't got the guts to do it. I ain't got the guts to tell anyone else to do it, I mean. And uh, in the Sunnah prayer, yeah, no problem. Sunnah is relaxed, man. Sunnah, you can chill, do lots of things, man. Yeah, but, and, but to do that in the obligatory prayer, you know what I'm saying? So I prefer not to. But I won't say a person's prayer is invalidated. Danish said, wouldn't it be bid'ah only if it was consistently done after every prayer and not as a one-off? Danish beg, just because your parents and grandparents are guided, yeah? You're missing the point, bro. All the packs do it all the time. Not all the packs, but a lot of packs do it all the time. It's almost become part and parcel of the end kind of game. Do you know what I'm saying? Is there something wrong or not too good about making worldly du'as in salah? Bro, if we're not going to make worldly du'as in salah, then, you know, see that, that's my, that's my take on it with that. I'm like, if we don't stand up for it right now, okay, then nobody's going to bother, right? And du'as from the Quran in sajda, you should just change the language a bit so that the ayahs changed a little bit. That's the safest position, okay? Absolutely, man. Bilal, honestly, Dua has got to be the priority in Salah. Dhikr is what you do afterwards, man. Do you know what I mean? Some say they such the tilaw and do it after Salah. Technically, that's acceptable, Sadia. Okay? Technically, it's acceptable, but it's not the Sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ does it normally when the sajda is in play. Alright, so now we know what to say. Now we know what to do. Um... So we're good with that. Now, Now, what does Karaha mean? Karaha has a very specific meaning. It means something which is disliked. Can you hear this little fish? I'm not happy about coming back to that, I'll tell you that much. Although I'm not going to lie, my neighbors have been looking after me recently. They bought me some stolen cake. Not just stolen cake, but stolen bites. But the stolen cake or the stolen roll is better than the stolen bites. The reason for that is stolen bites are surrounded with pastry, whereas stolen cake has only got pastry on the top and the bottom. And you know, so more marzipan, more sugar, more butter. With that, this is what, this is what your people are stuck to. Look, look, look at this. This is what your boy Shazad Salim feeds me. He goes, you're not allowed to eat anything except crispy seaweed thins. It's so disgusting. I want to show you an open packet, but I don't want to open this packet. Okay? This is the kind of stuff Shazad Salim buys. And he doesn't even eat it himself. He gives it to me. Stolen is so not overrated. Stolen from Lidl. Marzipan is so good. Oh my God. If your Arabic is wrong, meaning you are just learning Arabic and you mess the Arabic of your own du'a, that's okay. Then you can you know, do English in the meantime or Urdu in the meantime. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay, that's any yani no no problem. How is Zainab? Is she alive? It stinks so much. Adil, shut up, man. Um, you know this is it. <laughs> Arif is like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> what is this? Arif, this is Shazad Salim's attempt to try to keep me healthy and on a diet. It's seaweed thins and it has no taste as well. Well, it does. It tastes like seaweed. It's not seasoned. Okay. Listen, you live in a country of Stalin. We don't. Stalin's awesome, man. It's just pure fat. It's just pure amazing. So let's talk about Karaha. Al-Karaha in the Mutaakhirin. Sheikh says that the latest scholars gave their own definition to Karaha, whereas the early scholars and the companions and the Prophet had a different definition for Karaha. Karaha, according to Usuli scholars and later scholars, is, is. Shazad Salim, I'll tell you right now that one lifetime of me giving thanks for Shazad Salim will not be enough. The guy is a legend and a hero. Because what he's written there is from his heart. Look at what he's written. You know, let me let me read it to you how he wants it. Let me read. You see, this is a statement here, okay, which it doesn't have the emotion that he wants to say. So I'm going to read it for you like he wants to say it. He's so polite, but he, this is what he wants to say. You and your flipping diet. How much time did I waste in research that went into finding and getting and buying a snack that you when I'm telling you eat this eat that and this and that and you're not you're saying no 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 and you're crying because you're so miserable and I needed to get you something different and so I made all this research and I found something for you it was called a seaweed thin it's different to all the rubbish you've been eating and you were so happy that I found it for you and it tasted different looked different and it gave you a break and I bought it for you so that when we're on our road trips, you weren't so miserable and I paid all that money and I bought it for you. And now you're complaining? It's all salt. You love salt. That's what you eat normally anyway. Why are you complaining to all the people about something that cost me so much money and that has been sitting on your desk for one year? Why are you doing this to me? The amount that I care for you. That's basically what he just said, all right? And to that, I re and by the way, 24 calories for that whole packet, yeah? Shazad is, that'll be a downgrade Sumera. That's the problem, okay? That's the downgrade uh, Sumera, that if you think, Shazad is far more to me than my wife, married flipping couple. Who gives a monkeys about married couples? Married couples. Nobody under, did my wife get me one of these? Did my wife give me flipping snacks on the road trip? Did my wife make me and lose my weight? Only Shazad Salim was there for me. Only Shazad Salim. There's not a person in the world who's not said that everybody needs a Shazad Salim in their life. And I'll tell you right now. Shazad, Sheikh Ihlan has told Shazad Salim many times that I see you in Jannah. Shazad goes like, really? How? How's, how's that? And Shazad, Sheikh goes, because just putting up with 80. Just putting up with 80. A hundred percent. I'm dead dying on the way or on the on the on the way home. Dying. And I just call Shazad Sleem fix up. He goes, Haji. Keeps me awake, keeps me motivated. Shazad Salim brought me home pizza on Saturday. 
listen i don't care if she's listening shazad salim bought me pizza on saturday today is what wednesday instead of taking the leftovers home he left it with me i have been eating shazad salim's pizza every single day sunday monday sunday twice monday tuesday with five days i've been eating his pizza and i've still got some left until tomorrow that's shazad salim okay shazad salim b-e-m not m-b-e b-e-m all right can we just stop again talking about shazad salim man of jannah mashallah tabarakallah mashallah tabarakallah not man of steel man of jannah Although these days he's man of steel as well. Guy's got abs, guy's got muscles, got personal trainer. Personal trainer, are you kidding me? This is no longer Shazad Salim, by the way. Guys, this used to be Shazad Salim. This guy ate Shazad Salim. This guy here, he ate Shazad Salim. I dived in and I pulled him out. I pulled him out. Shazad Salim now. Oof. Lock up those women. Come on. Get him off the road when he comes out. Okay, enough, 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 enough. Enough. Bas. Shazad Salim says enough. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, Tabarakar Rahman. Come on now. <laughs> this can't be yet. Not, just one second. Guys, guys, guys. Just one second, please. 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 This is my life you're talking about. Shazad is my life. You don't understand. Now, I have photos that are favorited. I have thousands, actually. But there's levels to this game when it comes to favorites. Okay? And my favorite photo. I have some favorite photos, yeah? But if my favorite, if one of my absolute favorite ones is not the, the most stunning picture of Shazad Salim. Then may my foot. No, 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 let's not make dua because that, that could be problematic. But then. Oh, sugar, I can't find it, Shaz. Alright, I, I ain't got time now, guys, alright? I found the picture of him not looking so great, but the one where he does look great. Yeah. Baji Suraya and a few other people don't even know Shazad Salim. And I think it's their biggest loss in life that they don't know Shazad Salim. They don't see. Alright guys, I'm not going to lie, I can't find it, okay? And and the lesson is getting late. And I know that Mesa is literally having a heart attack now. Because, you know, obviously Mesa wasn't here first, so it wasn't a problem. But now she is here. I can't get away with all this kind of dusting about. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. Right. Fiqh of Shazad Salim. What a legend. Karaha, according to the latest scholars, and you know, obviously, the latest scholars they needed to, you know, um, to make things more kind of, you know, formal and, uh, you know, uh, uh, easy to understand. They got to give definitions and create kind of structures, artificial structures, etc., etc. And so, what happens is that. Um, they kind of decided to, you know, put the actions into, you know, uh, haram, makru, mubah, uh, recommended, uh, mustahab, and then uh, fard. And they gave that definition to uh, karaha, right? Of 
what we call dislike. And they said that action, which you get rewarded if you don't do, but if you do do it, you don't get punished. Okay, you don't you don't get punished. But if you leave it for the sake of Allah, then you get rewarded for that. That's what makro means. Classic amongst a lot of the classical scholars and the late. What I mean, classical I mean later scholars. As for the early al mutaqaddimin like the Prophet and the Sahaba and At-Tabi'een, when they say the word akrah, right, which is later later translated as I hate, actually they consider it to be haram. They consider it to be impermissible. All right. Even in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Isra famously, let's have a look at the various, let's have a look at the various things. Okay. In Surah Al-Isra, how many of them can we put together? Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, for example, and do not kill the soul. Yeah. وَلَا تَقْتُلُ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا تَقْرَبُ عَلَى الْيَتِيمِ And do not approach the property of the orphan and وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ And do not pursue that of which you have no knowledge وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحًا And do not walk upon the earth You know all of these big harams big harams وَلَا تَقْرَبُ الزِّنَا وَلَا تَقْتُلُ أَوْلَادَكُمْ خَشَّتَ كل ذلك كان سيئه عند ربك مكروها. All of that is evil in as all of that its evil is ever in the sight of your Lord مكروها. Detested. But when you look at that detested, it's being applied to what big haram actions, big haram actions. That's why they used to say that. The Prophet ﷺ, or the or the or the way of the companions, that's verse uh, thirty-eight. That verse thirty-eight. See you later, Dina. That's verse thirty-eight in the um, in Surah Al-Isra. And so, therefore, it is important to know that makru when people use it, that we've got to be specific to what time, to what era. So, in the latter years, it just means something which is disliked. But in the early times, it means something which is haram. Sheikh Uthameen is just reminding us that. He's not, he's not trying to say, he's not making a point about the sajda. He's just reminding us that in principle. Anyway, Sheikh is saying, why are the Hanabila even saying that? The Hanabila are coming out with a big statement. They're saying it is makru for a person who is leading the prayer in a quiet prayer, in an asr or a dhuhr, to suddenly recite a ayah of sajda and then go for sajda. It's makru. Sheikh Uthaymeen says, okay, how are they saying it's makru? Why are they justifying that it's makru? They're justifying it as makru because it's going to confuse the people who are behind them. When a person does that, it's going to confuse them. Alright? He goes, even if he doesn't decide to do the sajda because he considers it to be sunnah, which the humblies do, he goes, then at least he's going to make a decision to not prostrate. And if he reads an ayah, the Hanbali said, if he reads an ayah of sajda and doesn't prostrate, he's missed out on such a good deed, which is not good either. So he's got two problems. One, if he reads the ayah and decides not to prostrate, he's done a bad thing because he's missed out on good. 
Number two, he goes, if he then goes for sajda, he's going to confuse everybody behind him. They're all going to go, what the hell is going on? People are going to start saying, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, because they're going to think that he went for sajda and missed the ruku'ah, mixed it up, etc, etc, etc. This is therefore what made them say, therefore, one should avoid making sajda in the quiet prayers as an imam. It is makru. What's our response to this? Shaykh al-Uthameen is saying, we've got a problem here. We've got a problem here. First of all, the number one problem is, is that you guys said it's makru. To say something is makru requires an evidence because makru is a legal position in Islamic law. It requires evidence. Brother, where is your evidence? So, Shaykh al-Uthameen says, they will say that our first evidence is what we just told you. That if we come across the ayah, we're probably going to have to not make sajda because we don't want to cause the confusion. So, if we leave it, then we're going to be in trouble. Shaykh Uthameen says, no you're not. No you're not. حَتَّى لَوْ تَرَكَ, لو ترك السُّجُودِ فَإِنَّ ذَلَكَ لَا يَقْتَدِيَ الْكِرَاهَةِ لِأَنَّ تَرْكَ الْمَسْنُونَ لَيْسَ مَكْرُوهًا He goes, why are you in trouble? You said it's a sunnah act. Leaving out a sunnah act is not sinful. Otherwise, what's the point of calling it a sunnah act? So your first point is completely irrelevant. You saying we're missing out on khair or whatever. The whole point of it being sunnah is you have a choice. Either you make sajda or not. Do it there or do it later. Up to you. Or not do it at all. It's up to you. It's a sunnah act. It's not obligatory. You yourself are saying it's sunnah. So how can it be anything other than that? Alright? So that's the first thing that they're uh, saying. Okay? Sheikh says, if we were going to follow this approach that you're talking about, alright, that to leave a sunnah act is makru, he goes then, well, every time that we pray barefooted, we're doing something makru. Because it's a sunnah to actually pray in the slippers or shoes. He goes, and every single time that we do not raise our hands, or those people who don't raise their hands, and they don't raise their hands with takbir in the prayer, they didn't raise the takbir, they raised their hands in the takbir, they are doing something makru. And according to you, every single time that a person doesn't recite out loudly in the loud prayers, He's doing something makru. Because to recite out loudly is a sunnah act. Because this is wrong. This is all wrong. The whole point of an act being sunnah is that it's allowed for you to leave it. Alright? Alright. That's the first thing. He goes, as for the point that they made about confusing the people, he goes, well that's possibly quite right. That is true. If you were in dhuhr halfway through the first rak'ah and you suddenly went down even if you said Allahu Akbar to indicate to them okay people would still get confused they would their their, their immediate reaction is to say oh my god he missed the <laughs> he missed the ruku he missed sami'allah wal muhammadah he missed rabbana wa alhamd he completely just lost his mind they went for the they're all going to be saying subhanallah subhanallah some are going to go down some are not going to go down it's going to be a complete disaster Sheikh says this is a fair point. To respond to this point, what we will say, okay, 
He said, we can probably get around this. He goes, the way we'd get around this is to raise our voices a little. When the ayah of sajda comes, we will say it a little bit louder so that the people behind us understand that, oh, this is an ayah of sajda that he's made takbir for. Now, you can imagine, Sheikh Uthameen, I don't know if he's saying that tongue-in-cheek, but that's also not a very good argument as well. Half the world has no idea what the ayah of sajda is. Okay? And he acknowledges that as well. Alright? He goes, yep, someone's going to say that some people will know the ayah, some people won't know the ayah. So, you know. So, Sheikh goes, no problem then, no problem. This is what we'll say. If you think that the people are going to get confused, don't recite the ayah. Or, recite the ayah, and, yeah, like a loud whisper is what Sheikh Uthameen is saying, but he knows that it's not a great argument, so he's put that to the side. So he goes, alright, so, lead the prayer, don't recite the ayah. Or, recite the ayah in your silent prayer, nobody knows, and don't make a sajda. That's it. Because, if you don't make the sajda, you haven't done something makru. You haven't done something makru. Also, Sheikh Uthameen says something interesting. He goes, it has been narrated in the Sunan with a chain that is questionable that the Messenger of Allah recited in the Dhuhr prayer, Alif, la, uh, alif Lamim, yani, uh, 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 Alif Lamim, Tanzilul Kitab, La Raibafimir Rabbil Alameen, meaning Surah Sajda. And he made the Sajda in it, in Dhuhr. So the quiet prayer, but he did indicate somehow that it was Surah Sajda, somehow. Must have raised his voice. Hadith is narrated by, by, by Imam Ahmed, narrated by Imam Abu Dawood, hadith number 807. Ibn Hajar considered this hadith to be authentic, okay? And Sheikh Abdul Aziz, Sheikh Abdul Aziz bin Baz, alayhi rahmatullah, his opinion is that um, I don't think that this is very authentic. It's questionable, it's authenticity. Anyway, so the hadith has some some issues. Anyway, Sheikh Uthameen says, if this hadith is authentic, he goes in there and the story is it's over. The game's over. We will just go, we'll carry on regardless. Anyway, he says that the most important thing to understand here is that it's definitely not makro. And that's our class position. It's definitely not makro to recite a, uh, a sajda of tilawa in the quiet prayers. It's not. You just don't have to make sajda. You don't have to confuse the people. Or you can restrict it to those gatherings and when you know the people will trust you and they know that, you know, a small gathering or whatever. So don't throw the baby out of the bathwater is basically what I want to say and what Sheikh Uthami wants to say. Okay? Um, and then Sheikh Uthami, he says, uh, it is an absolute must for the follower to uh, emulate the Imam in everything other than that, meaning in the obligatory prayers, etc. etc. Okay, the author is saying that because he's saying that it's not obligatory to follow the Imam in the quiet prayers. That's what he's saying. Do you understand? Yeah, and we'll say. No, this is not correct. You have to follow the Imam in the quiet prayer. 
let me just make it clear by the way that regardless of whether you understand it or not if the imam goes down whether he indicated or didn't indicate you have to follow the imam whether you like it or not Sumaira puts a question here which is I think very helpful in this what if the imam gives prior notice that he will do a sajda a tilawa in the silent prayer he is about to lead another option or just do the sajda after salah if the imam does that people have got zero excuse this is a perfect example of saying that it is an absolute obligation to follow the imam in the quiet prayers and the loud prayers so no we do not accept this statement either okay so therefore uh, as Sheikh Uthameen says as-sahih the correct position it's absolutely necessary for the Imam to be followed even in the quiet prayers. And that is because when the Imam makes sajda, then the Prophet ﷺ already told us, When he prostrates, prostrate. And that includes this sajda as well. And this sajda does not uh, invalidate any prayers or anything. Alright? And at most, at most, at most, even according to the Hanabila, this sajda is makruh, it's not even haram. So of course you're going to follow the imam in this sajda. And even that position is not correct, actually. So you definitely are going to follow. Neither is that action makruh, nothing is wrong with it. You should make sajda with the imam. And we will pause there, which is perfectly convenient, because that means next week, because that means next week, we can, that means next week we are able to uh, start the sajda of shukr which is nice this is what i had in pakistan can you believe that zong sick network right let's do some let's do some questions niaz is getting stressed out because he thinks nobody is seeing his comments he just realizes he's got to have patience that's all right there'll be lots of subhanallahs wouldn't you think he missed the ruku? I would, yeah. Depending upon who the imam is. But if it's my if it's my normal imam, I don't think that yeah, I would think that he's made any mistakes. I know that he knows what he's doing. Is it okay for a confused ma'mum to remain standing, not following the imam going into sujood tilawa? If he doesn't know what's going on and completely confused, that's an excuse for him. But he should follow the imam. He should follow the imam. You will remember, maybe as a head, or maybe you might not remember, I can't remember whether you were there or not, but in the last couple of years or last year or whatever, when we were covering the issues of mistakes of the imam, if the person knows that the imam is making a mistake, he is not allowed to follow him. But in this case, he doesn't know. You see, he's confused. So he should carry on with the imam. He should follow the imam. Okay. Mariam says, I feel that doing a sajda in a silent prayer can sometimes be an opening for riyah if a person is not careful of their intention. I think that's a very good point. It's a bit kind of, you know, on top. The problem with that, Maryam, is that the argument can be then doubled for the loud prayer. It can be doubled for the loud prayer. Just like you just said there about a silent prayer. If I said to you silent prayer by yourself, you'd have no doubt that there's an issue. There's no issue about it yet. All right? Okay, then. If you're doing a sajda in the uh, quiet prayer, then you are telling the people, you know, that you are a bit of a special one. But then... How different is that from doing it in the loud one? So sometimes you've got to be, you know, slaps to shaitan. He wants to make everything about riyat. I'm going to stop you, dog. All right. Imams always inform in taraweeh prayers if there's a sajda. 
Ambreen, we're not talking about loud prayers. We're talking about quiet prayers. There's no Taraweeh quiet prayer. Bilal says, if we knew what we planned on reciting on Duhr before we started, would it be okay to give the congregation a heads up before starting? It's okay. Is it getting into a gray area? Yes, because the Prophet did not inform people. It's not his sunnah. But then, if people don't know when you're in an era where people don't know the Quran, then it's something which is allowed to do. It's allowed to do. If the people have knowledge, then they will know what's going on. Yes, they will. But where are the people of knowledge only in a gathering? Niaz asks. Niaz also asks, in the Taraweeh, the Imam lets us know when we are going to the, sh- 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 the sh- sajda. Can they do the same in the quiet prayer? Yes, it's allowed, but it would be going into a little kind of, you know, grey area-ish, just making it a habit. Qamar says, we are flying out and need to be at the airport for 5pm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take you safely and bring you back safely and I hope you have a really good time, bro. If you have half as good a time as I had in Pakistan, bro, oof. MashaAllah. By the way, just so the people know, I'm going to Umrah next week inshallah, with a group, um, a lot of folks here actually from the LP class. We're going to inshallah have a great time. Uh, but I just want you to know that things are starting to come together on the March program. It's either going to be in the first or the second week of March. And it's going to be one of these budget programs. So everything's going to be done on the cheaps kind of thing. Although the hotels are still the same as the December ones, which is a good thing. Just be, keep your eye, eyes open for that. Definitely not going in Ramadan. Definitely not going in any school holidays. Definitely going to be in March. Probably in the beginning. Still another week or two out. Aqsa still planned for Ramadan. Don't know about how likely that's going to be depending upon Omicrona. The Omicrona variant. Variant. Omicron. Right. Kamar says. We are flying out and need to be at the airport 5pm. Is it permissible to join Maghrib and Isha at home before we go to the airport? Or do we read Maghrib at home and Isha at the airport? Well, first of all, if you are able to get to the airport for 5pm, which you probably will be, you're in Manchester, aren't you, Colin? Yes, so yeah. Um, Is it permissible to join Maghrib and Isha? So I will tell you that I do think it's allowed for that to happen as one-offs if you think it's going to be a problem in the mosque. Me, I'm not going to do that. No doubt about it. I'm going to pray Maghrib at home full and then I'm going to get to the airport and I know that I've got all evening to pray Isha in a hundred places in the airport. So I don't like doing concessions at home. And the scholars don't as well. They prefer concessions to start once you're out of the city and you're at home. Now, I'll say that in exceptional cases, I think it's allowed. Combining is a lot more lenient than, than shortening the prayer. So I'm okay with that. If there's a need, I don't think this is much of a need, frankly. If it's my mom, dad, auntie, disabled, someone, then I'm thinking, yeah, I'm saying, listen, pray Maghrib and Isha now. You're not going to be able to find a place in the mosque, in the airport to pray your Isha. So just pray it now. Then you can pray with it on the plane. Don't worry about it. Any direction, any issues, sitting down, no issues. All right. Should we elongate our sujood in Father prayers making dua? Or should that be reserved for Sunnah prayers? No, man. To Father prayers, man. Go hard at it. 100%. What if you mess up the sajda and go into ruku' instead? You mean doing a sajda of, of thingy? You know what I do, I just kind of pause in ruku' and then just style my way out into sajda. That's what I do, <laughs> straight up. Right, so I had a question from last week. How did those who reject Surah Sa'd have a sajda at tilawa, having a sajda at tilawa? 
explain the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma if they claim it was specific to Prophet Dawood as a sajda of a shukr. Why would the Prophet sallallahu prostrate here in that case as commented upon in Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma? <laughs> Sumer, that's what you've got to ask them, not me. I don't know. I mean, I actually don't know. Their argument is going to be that the context makes it so specific to Dawood and, and, and but then they just get themselves in trouble with that because there's no consistency. I agree with you. All right, I have an unrelated question it, regarding insurance. I have some doubts about its permissibility. I understand the argument of those who say that gharar isn't an issue here. Well, I don't know if they say that gharar isn't an issue. I don't know about anyone who said that, but they said certainly that gharar is, is insignificant, not significant. So the question isn't about gharar. It's about exchanging money for money. Insurance entails giving money with the expectation that you will possibly receive a different amount of money at some other time. Hence, it isn't hand-to-hand -hand in the same setting. How do those who argue for its permissibility answer the claim that this is a riba? So I'm one of those people who don't think it's a riba. So I'll answer this claim as saying that uh, riba is when you give a loan and you benefit from it. I don't, I'm not loaning the money to the insurance company. I'm purchasing something from them. I'm purchasing a contract of peace of mind. They are selling me a product. That product is the peace of mind that I want because of the flaw in the item or the X in the item or the inherent danger around the item. So that is how I would respond to it. Certainly the scholars who are yani, big fans of this issue, they would also respond in a similar way as well as other things. All right. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. Your daughter Salma, you need to tell me who your daughter is. Otherwise, it's just wa alayki wa alayhi salam, Salma. In Fard Salah, can we make any Arabic du'a from the Quran and Sunnah in Sajda, or is it better to leave that for Sunnah Salah? Now, you can use any du'a, but when it comes to Quran, it is just best. Even though that's not so strict, but it's just best to change the wording a little bit. So if it says, Rabbana atina fi dunya, you should say, Allahumma atina fi dunya. I only say that just so that you avoid having to recite Quran in the Sajda, which is prohibited. But as I said before, the matter is flexible because the people who said that what's prohibited is proper reading Quran, not making dua with Quran. So, yeah. If you are sitting down reciting the Quran when Sajda Tilawa comes, should you stand up first? No, Nurul Hassan. You sit and do Sajda. Do women have to cover their hair for Sajda Tilawa outside of Salah? In my opinion, no. Okay. Our local shipping company says media mail is educational material, books. So we sell an educational toy, but when they feel a plush toy through a bubble wrap, they think it's simply a toy. So now do we go expensive shipping route or simply box it so they don't find out because technically it is an educational item? I don't. I'm not really too sure I understand what's going on. Do you not want to end up? I do not want to end up doing lying in any way. Hey, anything that you got doubts about, you just avoid. You know best, basically. Yeah. But you know, if it can technically be an educational item, then I'm good with that. You know, but obviously, any doubts you should avoid. Aqsa, Surayabaji, there's no facts on it. It will just be, inshallah, at the beginning of Ramadan. That's what we're planning. 
but that's dependent on a lot of different things happening, borders opening, borders are closed, don't forget. Next week's LP lesson, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be from here. And it's going to be 9pm on Tuesday. My apologies, I can't, I am, I'm in the air uh, during Wednesday evening, so I can't do it on Wednesday. I was going to do it Wednesday afternoon. I'm traveling down to Heathrow. Can't do it Wednesday. I tried my very best. We have to, unfortunately, I'm very sorry, have to move to Tuesday. I'll do it at 8.30. Sheikh Hassan is teaching between 8 till 9. And he doesn't waffle like I do. So he will finish at 9. I'll start at 9. My apologies, everybody. My apologies. The week after, I will confirm soon. Shazad Slim, can you confirm? Oh, no, no. Just wait until later. Okay. Can we please send a notification in a general group before the lesson starts? Yes, we will. Maysara. There was a message going around that we should use the prayer room in airports as people are not using them and they may take them away. Wow. I like that. If you have to be at the airport for 1 p.m., are you okay to combine Dhuhr and Asr at home airport? I think it's okay. Like I said, if there's a real need for it. But otherwise, I prefer, if I know I've got lots of time and I don't have any problem praying outside or in the airport or anything like that, so I will pray Dhuhr and I'll pray Asr at the airport. But ladies, I'm okay with it because it's a mission for them praying outside. For stock screening, should we be looking at cash assets? And if so, why other than, and if so, my eyes are you asking massive questions here, bro. Of course, you've got to look at cash assets. Assets, well, cash is cash, but you've got to look at assets, of course. Because of haram assets, right? How it's been, how it's been achieved, how it came in. If we end our recitation with sajda tilawa, do we do two takbirs on getting up back to back, i.e. one to stand back up and the other to go into ruku'ah? Yeah, correct. These are two separate scenarios. Zainab, wa alaikum salam, wonderful. Wa alaikum salam. Time to go to bed. If you're still listening, mom knows best. Portrait, photography, permissible profession. I think that personally I'm not very comfortable with it. But I don't think it's haram. Haram, I think it is an area of significant doubt. All right, guys. And it should be avoided. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. I hope that I've caught up with all of 2021's questions there because I just got asked 21 questions. I hope that you guys are good and well and I want to thank you for cheering me up this week. I needed it. I really did. Now I'm going to go and eat and drink myself to death. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallah. Alhamdulillah. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa astaghfirullah. Allahumma wa atubu alaykum. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tuesday 9pm guys.